Well, good morning, and peace be with you. We have uh, Daryl doing the announcements, and but before he gets started, I just want to make one of my own. Hopefully, I don't sneeze because here it comes. Um, that uh, Bible study, we are uh, still, <coughs> excuse me, still working on uh, our Romans. We got into chapter 7 this last week, so um, there's room for you to come. Uh, we'll finish up chapter 7, Romans, and get into chapter 8. So I'd invite you to come um, having read it. You don't have to, because um, we read it together in there, and then go over it line by line, but um, I believe that we are making some breakthroughs and folks are seeing uh, Scripture in a way maybe they'd never seen it before. And um, uh, I can tell that lights are going on and we're having some really wonderful discussions. So please come. All are invited. It is a, a good time of fellowship and, and being in, in God's Word. So that's all I got for you. Daryl, will you help us out? Oh, and we have Diane, of course. Thank you, Diane. <laughs> well, good morning. Uh, As pointed out that the missions, want to point out that the missions this month are going to the uh, Samaritan's Purse Operation, which is uh, a group that helps put boxes together for families at Christmas time, <clears throat> and. Uh, prayer meeting, and I don't know if it's the same one Pastor was talking about, but the one that uh, is, is going to be at 11 o'clock on Tuesday. So, uh, or Wednesday, I'm sorry, yeah, Wednesday, yeah, sorry, read it wrong. Uh, I see that Pam Dunstan is the lone birthday person this month, so. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I don't know if anybody said anything, but I know that Janie is home, they took center home, um, like Wednesday or Thursday last week. And uh, she's still kind of in and out. It was a pretty good bump on the head. I went up and saw her Tuesday, I think it was, and, uh, and she took a pretty nasty gash on her head, up on her forehead. So she's kind of in and out back then. I haven't talked to her since. And uh, other than that, uh, I think she's coming along. But she was still good. I mean, she was feisty. and. And I, uh, she was sitting there wiggling her toes, and I asked if she was practicing for the marathon, and she said, you bet. So, so she's still good, but got to got to keep a lot of prayers going for her. Uh, other than that, the rest you'll see here on the bulletin, the uh, uh, men's Bible study every Saturday at 8 o'clock. And if you want a donut, Ken likes to bring donuts for everybody. So, Oh, okay. <laughs> And I think that's about it. Other than that, uh, we're right on, uh, on Reformation Sunday. All right? Thank you.
you please stand if you're able? We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah.
be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you exalted your Son to the place of all honor and authority. Enlighten our minds by your Holy Spirit that confessing Jesus as Lord, we may be led into all truth. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading is taken from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 18, verses 1 through 4, and continuing through 25 to 32, and this can be found on page 1309 in the Pew Bible. Ezekiel 18, 1 through 4, and 25 through 32. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you people mean by quoting this proverb about the land of Israel? The parents eat sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, you will no longer quote this proverb in Israel. For everyone belongs to me, the parents as well as the child, both alike belong to me. The one who sins is the one who will die. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not just. Here, you Israelites, is my way unjust? Is it not your ways that are unjust? If a righteous person turns from their righteousness and commits sin, they will die for it. Because of the sin that they have committed, they will die. But if a wicked person turns away from the wickedness they have committed and does what is just and right, they will save their life, because they consider all the offenses they have committed and turn away from them, that, that that person will surely live, they will not die. Yet the Israelites say, the way of the Lord is not just. Are my ways unjust? People of Israel, is it not your ways that are unjust? Therefore, you Israelites, I will judge each of you according to your own ways, declares the Sovereign Lord. Repent, turn away from all of your offenses, then sin will not be your downfall. Rid yourselves of all of your offenses you have committed and get a new heart and a new spirit why will you die, people of Israel? For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Sovereign Lord. Repent and live. Next, we will read Psalm 25, verses 1 through 10, and it's printed on page 6 in the bulletin. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. 
No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his ways. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of his covenant. The next reading is taken from the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 18, and this can be found on page 1827 in the Pew Bible. Philippians 2, 1 through 18. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you so you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning comes from St. Matthew chapter 21, verses 23 through 32, and can be found on page 1532 in your pew Bible. Matthew records, Jesus entered the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I will also ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or of human origin? Well, they discussed it among themselves and said, if we say from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. Then he said, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and he said, go. He said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and he went. And then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. And he answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? Well, the first, they answered. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of the righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Broken promises. I wonder how many songs and plays and statues and other works of art have been based on broken 
promises. Most of country music, country western, it depends on broken promises. And for that matter, even, well, and including the blues, often depend on and mourn broken promises. And the Bible, it too, is full of broken promises. How often did the children of Israel say this, you will be our God, we'll obey you, and you will be our God, we will be your people. I promise to do what you say. How often were they then found worshiping other things, the golden calf, Baal, Moloch, or some other pagan god, just a short while later, ever since Adam and Eve ate that fruit in Eden, breaking promises appears to be what humans do best. Today's gospel speaks to broken promises. The temple authorities made promises to follow the laws of Moses. Yet, when the very fulfillment of those laws stood before them, they refused to listen. Jesus wanted to take them deep into Holy Scripture, but they would have none of it. They had their own agenda, and they were blind to the truth that stood before them in the person of Jesus the Christ. We read, When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people, they came up to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? And as the temple authorities, they were responsible for the teaching that was happening in the temple area. And they did have a right to ask Jesus this question. And Jesus honored many ancient traditions in his response with a question of his own. You see, basically he offered them a, a sample of his teaching method by asking them very much the same question they asked of him. Jesus answered them, I also will ask you one question, and if you tell me the answer, then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John. Where did it come from? From heaven or from man? And in a way, Jesus was saying, my authority and John's authority come from the same place. And it is at this place in the reading that we learn the true agenda of the temple authorities. 
They don't really care about the truth. Their dialogue is all about their standing before the people. We read, And they discussed it among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then do you not believe him? But if we say from man, we are afraid of the crowd, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus with, We don't know. Here is a true broken promise. Instead of following the laws of Moses and honoring the truth, these temple authorities honor their own agenda. Their God is not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but their own agenda is their God. And since they were unable to answer Jesus' question, there was no reason for Jesus to answer them. Instead, Jesus told a parable to illustrate their hard hearts. The story of the first son in the parable from today's gospel is very much like the story of a Christian life. Follow me. At first, we all say no to God. We are all full of that rebellion against God's will. We are like that stubborn two-year-old that is totally bored unless he is getting into something. Usually trouble. And then God brings his gospel to bear. He may bring it to us through our parents or our friends or even on a rare occasion from a, from a stranger. And eventually the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ makes its way into the heart. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we begin to have second thoughts. The sweet gospel eventually brings the word yes from our heart to our lips. We are like that first child in the parable who said, no way, but then he kept his father's will. Now the temple authorities were like the second son. His sin is a little more sophisticated. He has learned to lie quite convincingly. And he breaks his promises. And I'm sure that all of us know people who will <clears throat> make any promise just to get you out of their hair. We hear phrases such as, sure thing, or I got you covered. These people are pleasant enough, and they really seem quite sincere, you will hear them say things like, yes, I will be there on Sunday morning. And Sunday morning comes, and they aren't there. When Jesus told that parable in today's gospel, his primary audience 
was those temple authorities who challenged his authority. But he speaks to us as well. You see, there's that war that began in us on the day that the Holy Spirit planted faith in our hearts. And that war continues. And a day does not go by that we do not play the part of both sons. At times we scream no in God's face until he draws us to himself through the words of the gospel and he gives us the ability to say yes. And at other times we say yes with our lips, but our hearts are far from God. And these two children will live in each of us until the day we die. That's the struggle. They are products of the sinful nature that our parents give us at conception. And they battle against the holy nature God has given us when the Holy Spirit worked faith in our hearts. And these two natures will battle within us until the day we die. Fortunately, fortunately, there is a third son. He's not in this parable. Instead, he is the one who first told the parable. The son said, I, sir, to his father, when, and then he obeyed him perfectly. His father said, you need to be human. And the son said, I, sir, and he was born of the Virgin Mary. The father said, you need to humiliate yourself under the law. And the son said, I, sir. And he lived a life that was perfectly free from sin. And the father said, you need to exchange your perfection for the sin of the world. And the son said, I, sir. And John the baptizer baptized him. And the father said, now carry that sin to the cross. And the son said, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And the father said, now take that sin to the grave. And the son said, Father, into your hands I commit my soul. And having said this, he breathed his last. And the father said, now proclaim your victory to the world. And then Jesus rose from the dead. And he said this to his disciples. These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. And that 
repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning with Jerusalem. Now soon, we shall once again come to this altar. And there we shall partake of the body and the blood of God's perfect Son, who takes the, well, he takes away the sin of the world. And for a brief moment, we will share a meal with all the company of heaven, including those loved ones who, get, who have gone before us into heaven. And as we eat the bread and drink the wine that deliver the true body and blood of our Lord and older brother, Jesus Christ, to our lips, this foretaste of the heavenly meal strengthens us. It strengthens our faith in our older brother who obeyed the Father perfectly. It strengthens our faith in Christ Jesus. Our sin is gone. Jesus Christ, God's Son, in perfect obedience to his Father, has taken it all away. It is left behind in the grave. And it will forever remain dead and buried. We, we on the other hand, will rise from the dead just as our older brother rose and live with our heavenly Father, our older brother, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit forever. And we know this. We know this because God never, ever breaks his promise. In the name of Jesus, amen.
you please stand if you're able? Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed, found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray. Dear Lord and God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we gather this morning to praise your holy name. Holy Father, thank you for inspiring the authors of Holy Scripture to chronicle your word, your instructions, your unfailing love for us, and our broken history and sin against you from the time of our creation in Adam and Eve until the present. Thank you for protecting us from Satan's chaos, confusion, and evil by the sacrificial love of your only Son, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for inspiring us to read Holy Scripture and for opening our hearts and minds to, your, to our Lord's personal messages to us when we are ready to hear them throughout our lives and for endlessly repeating them since our memories are short for the good things of God but long for the bad things of Satan. And thank you, Lord, for the comfort your message brings when we are brokenhearted, anxious for our future and that of those whom we love, and constantly reminding us that our soul and spirit are eternal with you when our earthly bodies fail. God Almighty, we are truly sorry that with all of the blessings you have provided us from food, clothing, shelter, a beautiful nation, relative safety, and friends and families. We still respond like the Israelites in the wilderness that had the arrogance to complain about the food you provided them and their temporary circumstances after you liberated them from the stifling oppression of Egypt. We read about them in the Holy Bible and are repulsed by their attitudes, self-centeredness, and petulance. Yet we are them. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your forgiveness and saving grace in Jesus, your Son, our Lord. For the sake of the faithful, please withhold your discipline from us, though we have earned it all. Heavenly Father, our nation has lost its way. 
By our own actions, we have embraced sin and rejected you. The consequences surround us. The world is on the brink of war and our society is collapsing. Even many Christian churches are faltering and proclaiming your word. We plead for your mercy, Lord. Please guide our leaders to return to your ways and lead us back into the light. We pray for our children, our grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, Father. The devil and his agents work hard to confuse and deceive them through social media outlets, entertainment programs and games, false teachers, and heretical school curricula while our government tries to separate them from parental oversight. Guide us and strengthen us, Lord, to stand against the evil influences in our lives. Holy Spirit, we pray for discerning minds and a healthy level of skepticism in all that we see and hear from those who seek power over us. Lord, we pray for the safety and protection of those whom we love who are now or will be traveling. Lord, we continue to pray for medical professionals who serve to heal the minds and bodies of our friends and families and all who are afflicted with disease or ailments. We pray for the safety of all of our military members, police, law enforcement officers, firefighters and paramedics as they all serve the common good of our citizens. Dear Lord, you know our hearts and thoughts and you know our prayers every moment of every day. Thank you for hearing our petitions even when our words are inadequate. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for translating our groans and anxious thoughts into language our Heavenly Father hears. Almighty God, thank you for our church family and our pastor. We pray for the safety of those who worship here and your protective embrace of all faithful wherever they are. Thank you, Holy Father, for our lives that you have given us, the years we have lived, and the friends and companions who accompany us on our journey. Most of all, we thank you for Jesus and the Holy Spirit who were and are and will be forever with us. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. Will you please pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts, and with them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection he opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, Holy. night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. Breaking it and giving it to his disciples, he said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. Then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together. The perfect prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Which promises does God keep? Even when we don't. And his promises for those who confess him as Lord and Savior shall not perish, but have everlasting life. This is a foretaste of the feast to come, the feast that we will share together in heaven. But in the meantime, this is just a little foretaste that delivers grace and rescues us from sin, death, and the devil. May it also give you his comfort and his peace. Come, the table is prepared.
though we didn't, we are covered in His grace, in His peace, for what and by what He did perfectly on the cross His work. You are covered by His grace, and keep you also in His peace and His joy.
And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.